it comes, but once a year, each tick of the clock, the time draws near, where there'll be hope for every team in the National Football League. Kuiper and Box Bomb paved the way, predicting the name Kamish would say, drastics watching every day. Seven rounds of fun. Whether it's Mr. Irrelevant or number one. It's the countdown to the NFL Draft. Welcome to the DC Podcast brought to you by DraftCountdown.com. I'm Scott Wright. In this episode, I'm going to be looking at the prospects who both helped and hurt their stocks the most at the 2016 Senior Bowl. So let's do the top five in terms of stock up, and we'll do it in reverse order in true countdown style. And we'll start at number five with Jason Spriggs, offensive tackle from Indiana. And this is a player, if you listen to the show, I identified in my senior bowl preview as the offensive tackle who I thought was kind of going to emerge from the pack and, and put himself in contention for a spot late in the first round. And I think that's exactly what happened. Uh, he's an athletic former tight end. He showed off his uh, nimble feet. And was just rock solid all week long. And, and that's not to say he didn't have some downs. The, I, I think any time uh, you have players going against elite competition like this, uh, you're going to win some battles and lose some battles. But but by and large, Spriggs got the job done against some very talented defensive linemen. And I think he's kind of emerged as offensive tackle five. And I'm pretty sure whoever offensive tackle five is, is going to come off the board somewhere later in the first round. So I, I don't know that he's surpassed, say, Jack Conklin from Michigan State, but I think, uh, although I think that's a lot closer than a lot of people do, but I think he's separated himself from maybe a Jermaine Afidi from Texas A&M, a Sean Coleman from Auburn, who could have been at the Senior Bowl but turned down his invitation. Uh, even Gerald Hawkins from LSU, who I don't think was the first-round prospect that some did really at any point, but specifically now, I, I think uh, Spriggs has, has uh, moved ahead of him. So uh, number five on my senior bowl stock up list, Jason Spriggs. Checking in at number four, Noah Spence, defensive end, outside linebacker from Eastern Kentucky. And the big questions Noah Spence was going to have to answer at the senior bowl were off the field in the interviews. He needed to alleviate the concerns teams had about his past off the field issues, his character, and, and time will tell how good of a job he did did in that respect but if nothing else he showed out on the field like we thought he would uh, I don't think there was ever any doubt about his talent and I, I think he showed teams everything they were expecting uh, from from that aspect of his game and then some uh, one of the best pure pass rushers in this entire class and I think if he were clean off the field we'd be talking about a surefire top half of the first round uh, pick uh, and he still might end up going that range. But uh, at the very least, I think he's put himself very much in the first round conversation. And now it's just going to be a matter of how early in the first round. But I will say that with the type of pass rush ability he showed, teams are going to be willing to overlook a lot because that is such a valuable skill. Every team's looking for it and Spence can really get it done. Number three in my stock up list is Sheldon Rankins, defensive tackle from Louisville. And unfortunately, he had his week come to a premature end with an injury. Hopefully that's not serious or anything that's going to plague him going forward throughout this pre-draft process. But it didn't really matter. He had showed everything he needed to show in the first couple of days. Uh, just put on an incredible display of athleticism, quickness, and was downright dominant. Uh, I don't think there's any other way to term it. And uh, going in, I think he was probably considered more of a 
fringe first rounder by most, the top 50 type. I cer- certainly know that's kind of the range I had him uh, when I was doing my initial rankings. I thought about putting him in the top 32, but he was just outside. I think we can erase fringe from the equation now. I think Sheldon Rankins is just a first rounder. Uh, really had a, a great week, and, uh, and and this is a very strong defensive tackle class. I think that's the other thing that should be pointed out. There's a lot of competition, so uh, for for Rankins to be as impressive as he was, and to kind of stand out from the pack, and and for there to be kind of a consensus that he's moved into the first round, I think really speaks volumes about the type of player he is, and really a fun player to watch too. Checking number uh, number two on my stock up list is. Carson Wentz, the quarterback from North Dakota State. And this is a case where I don't know that he necessarily moved up around or anything like that, but I think from where he moved to where he is now, I think he made a lot of money. Uh, and and th- the biggest thing with Carson Wentz is he looked the part from the very start. There was no adjustment period, really. He came in and excelled right off the bat. And I think that's going to go a long way towards uh, alleviating any doubts teams have as far as the level of competition uh, and that was the big question mark he needed to answer. And I think that, uh, at least for me, that was the one holdout I had because he basically has everything that you look for in a franchise quarterback. I just wanted to see him get it done on a bigger stage, and I'm glad we had the opportunity. Uh, I, I don't think it's a stretch to say Wentz, uh, if not made millions of dollars, solidified the draft position that's going to make him millions of dollars. Uh, so Carson Wentz checks in at number two. And then number one on my stock up list is Braxton Miller, the wide receiver from Ohio State. And it, I was higher on Miller than I, I think most people were going into the Senior Bowl week. I had him just outside my top 32. I think he was my fifth wide receiver uh, and my uh, number 34 play overall. And uh, I think in hindsight, that was probably even a little too low. Uh, I think he's very much in that first round conversation right now. Just showed that he's a really a, a really special athlete. Uh, good size. He's 6'1", over 200 pounds. But the biggest thing that I think Braxton Miller did to improve his stock at the Senior Bowl was just show a lot more polish at his new position than a lot of people expected. And and it, that's not really a surprise to me necessarily or, or probably anybody who watched him on film this year. I think it was pretty clear right from the onset that Miller kind of took to that transition to wide out like a fish to water. But if you're, say, an NFL coach in the NFL and, and you don't know much about Braxton Miller other than that he was an all-Big Ten quarterback, you probably went into that week of senior bowl practice with practices with some preconceived notions in your head as to what type of player Braxton Miller was. Oh, is this going to be a Denard Robinson type of player? But not the case at all. And you hear Heinz Ward being mentioned as the best-case scenario as another college quarterback who made that transition to wide out and I think Braxton Miller absolutely has that type of potential. Uh, this is just a, a good football player. Above all the physical tools, it doesn't matter where you line him up. I have a feeling he's going to get the job done and find a way to play at a high level. He's just that type of player. So uh, Braxton Miller, wide receiver from Ohio State, might have played himself into the first round with his performance in Mobile, and uh, I, I'm glad he did. I'm a big fan. He's one of my personally uh, one of my favorite prospects in this class, and. Uh, uh, and I think uh, there's going to be a lot of other people who are jumping on the bandwagon now following what he did at the Senior Bowl. Now, on the other end of the spectrum, stock down. And I, I always find it a lot easier to come up with a list of guys who help their stock as opposed to players who hurt their stock. I, I just think I, I could go dozens deep in terms of guys who help their, their stock to one degree or another, whereas I struggle to come up, up with a small handful of guys who truly hurt themselves. Uh, so I, 
I try to focus more on the positive than the negative, I guess, but I'm going to highlight a couple of players in the stock down. And uh, basically, I'm going to lump two guys together Sean Oakman, defensive end from Baylor, and Daddy Nicholas, defensive end from Virginia Tech. Both guys went into the pre draft process with a lot of hype, uh, were relatively productive throughout their college careers, and at one point, they were being talked about as maybe early round draft picks. As it stands, though, I think Oakman's going to drop to day three, and, and Nicholas could go undrafted altogether. Now, Oakman is intriguing. There's no question about that, and I can see why people uh, are fascinated with him. He's just got that freakish length. Uh, he did have two stacks in the game, so he did get the job done on game day, uh, but just an extremely thin lower body. Uh, it, it almost, I think the comparison that's been made to like a basketball player, and I think that's very true for as impressive and chiseled as his upper body is, his lower body, particularly his legs, his ankles, are just as deficient. And that's going to be a problem in the NFL when you're talking about someone being able to hold their point, hold their uh, ground at the point of attack, uh, et cetera. And then just a lack of overall polish to his game, too. I think despite the, the impressive numbers he put up in terms of the flash plays, the tackles for a lot of sacks, um, I, I don't know if his, he's uh, well-rounded enough to get the job done at that level, at the next level. Meanwhile, Daddy Nicholas, even though he's – pretty dramatically undersized, wanted to be viewed as a defensive end and just really struggled. He's a, he's a classic tweener who's not big enough to play defensive end, but maybe not quite fast enough to play outside linebacker. And uh, it, as I said, it, he's a day three pick at best at this point, and, and there's a very good chance that he could go undrafted altogether. And then the last player I'll mention in terms of stock down is it's cheating a little bit because he wasn't even there, but I feel it has to be mentioned, Connor Cook, the quarterback from Michigan State. And I want to preface this by saying – it's his career. I, I, I'm, I, Connor Cook should do what he thinks is best for his career. I don't begrudge him that by any stretch. I'm just saying from an analyzing the NFL draft standpoint, I think he could very well end up regretting uh, turning down the invitation to compete in Mobile, similar to A.J. McCarron. Uh, we can go back further. Brady Quinn, Brian Brom. There's a lot of precedent for quarterbacks who thought they were high picks, turned down that senior bowl invite. Uh, and turned out to be very disappointed on draft day. And I think Cook could be heading in that direction. Uh, it, it has to make him at least think twice when he saw how much buzz Carson Wentz got this week. And maybe that would have happened either way. But if, if Cook had come to the game, he would have been under a similar type of spotlight, and, and he would have a chance to prove to teams what type of player he is behind the scenes. Because that's the big question mark with Connor Cook, more so than what he does on the field. What type of a leader is he? Much has been made about, well, he's, he wasn't named a team captain. Why is that? Well, I'm sure teams would have liked to get a read on him, how he carried himself during the practices on the field, uh, how he carried himself in the media room. Uh, I just think it was a huge missed opportunity for Connor Cook. And, and as I said, it, it's his choice. That's, it's, it's his career, and he should do what he thinks is best for him. But I just think he passed up a, a huge opportunity to – to really reverse course, because right now his stock is is heading in the wrong direction. Uh, at one point, he was considered the top senior quarterback and maybe even the top half of the first round type of pick, whereas right now, I'm not sure he's going to go in the top 50 overall. So his stock is trending downward, and this is going to be a, a really good platform for Connor Cook to to answer the questions that people have about him and, uh, and, and decline that invitation. I don't think he's going to sit well with a lot of people around the league and especially at that position. Uh, and, and the other thing, too, is this isn't a quarterback class like last year where the options were few and far between. There are a lot of good options at the quarterback class. And, 
in this here, especially beyond the first round. And, and Connor Cook has got a fight on his hands. He needs to prove to teams why he should be their starter going forward, more so than, let's say, Cardiel Jones from Ohio State or Christian Hackenberg from Penn State or Jacoby Brissett from North Carolina State, or Dak Prescott from Mississippi State, or Jeff Driscoll from Louisiana Tech, or Jacob Coker from Alabama. I could go on and on. This is a, a very deep crop of signal callers. So um, Connor Cook, I, I just, in my opinion, it was a mistake. But time will tell, and we'll see. Uh, but, but that's just kind of my general thoughts on, on some of the guys who won and lost during the Senior Bowl week. And I have a more in-depth list on the website, but uh, I didn't want to give it all away. So if you want to read some more, especially on the stock up, uh, you can go to the website and, and check that out, draftcountdown.com. And I want to thank everybody so much for listening. And I want to remind you to be sure to subscribe to Draft Countdown to get the latest episodes as soon as they are available. And with that, I'm going to call it a show. And as always, there are 87 days, 11 hours. 46 minutes and 37 seconds left until the 2016 NFL Draft. Tick-tock.